All right, I think we're good. All right, we're good? I think so, yeah. The wave frequencies look all right from here. All right. So the first thing I want to ask you, what's the name of the uh, what's the name of the idea for the app you had? Bandwagon. Band. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the idea? It's Tinder for musicians, where you can you can click on you can put on samples of your of your art on your page, and then you can listen to it, and then you can swipe left or right to see if you guys want to jam. And it's geographically <laughs> sound, where you can find That's other a great musicians idea. in your area. Well, now that it's out in the air, someone's going to do it. It can't be us now. So well, this is this. Well, I was thinking, I was trying to think of the name of the podcast, and I was like, we could call it Bandwagon, but I couldn't remember what band. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it. Bandwagon. Okay. Well, not we're not going to call this Bandwagon. All right. <laughs> That's the name of the app. Okay. If we ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> or if somebody ever does if it. If someone ever does it. Um, what's the name of the show? What are we doing? I don't know. We had a plan, but you didn't watch the movie. I know. I fucked up. So... Now we're just kind of kicks in the wind, man. The plan was that we were gonna both watch Train Spotting one and two. You'd already watched it. My I've homework, it, yeah. my homework was to just to watch the second one, not even the first one. <laughs> and I got home last night. Yeah, I screwed up. The whole plan for this is what we want to do is have a weekly show where we talk. We'll watch a movie and critique it and yeah. break it down. Yeah, and see how it relates to well, how it could relate to ourselves. And <laughs> you didn't watch the movie. And I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> Good flick, though, man. It's uh. I'm gonna open this Coke. You can open it. Oh, have crack, a, crack have a sip. Crack a cola. Yeah. <laughs> crack, crack a cold one. Have a sip. Yeah. So what I'd really like to do is I'd like us, man. We need to. I I screwed up because I should have watched it. Yeah. Because really, I, I there's nothing else to say. Now. I wonder if we would have had more to say if I had watched it. I think we would have. Yeah. Because you would have been passionate about it. Because the thing, see, if I would have watched it last night, which I probably should have watched, we pro both probably should have watched both of them last night, so it was fresh, and we could break it down more, you know, completely. We should really do it with movies both of us haven't seen. That would make more sense. That would make more sense. We should pick a movie that's out that we haven't seen, watch it, and then discuss it. Yeah. What movie would that be, though? You want to see Midsummer? I do want to see Midsummer. Yeah, hereditary or director have you ever seen the witch yeah no you you told me to watch that, that was i watched place. it last week yeah. or no no a month ago when i was in Mon uh south montana south dakota what did you think about like the language they use i thought it was trippy i thought it was really good because it gave you context to the like the time and the history that they were in yeah and that was just the way that everybody was basically from birth they were indoctrined by the 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 Puritans. The Puritans. The Goddamn Puritans <laughs> with their white skirts and their, their weird hats. The language of their theology, basically. Yeah. The language of their God or their yeah. Bible, whatever religious sect they Everyone was of. so afraid all the time of God. Wouldn't you be? Think about it. <laughs> it's the 17th century. Yeah. And you're living in the woods. It's spooky as shit at night. Yeah. Like, no one knows where they are. Everyone doesn't... Like, you don't have any science. No, there's no lights or anything. There's no lights. Everything's uh -huh. candlelight. And just, like, just a ghost story, dude. Like, a ghost story. A good one, yeah. A good... <laughs> somebody, if just someone told me there were goblins in the woods and I was in the 17th century, like, I just oh, would oh, believe fuck. it. Or gnomes. I halfway believe it the now. Hash, like, and we know it's not real. Yeah, man. Like, what's so good about that movie, I feel like, is just the way they... They just do... They do horror... He did... Whoever did it did horror really well because it's so subtle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a scene I remember where um, the kid's actually taken, the baby's taken, and then the girl looks up, 
and all you see is the wind breeze through the brush, like a pathway. Yeah, it was like she was with the baby. It was creepy. Yeah, right she by literally the, just looked up and looked down again. Right by the edge of the woods. Yeah. It's it's just, you don't see any. Baby's gone. Just, gone. Baby's gone. gone. And that's every, gone, baby, gone, <laughs> A million dollar baby, gone, million baby, million gone. Million gone. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a good one. It reminded me a lot of Hereditary. Dude, the, it, I thought Hereditary was a lot better. The witch, the witch, the thing, the thing that bothered me with the witch was I just didn't feel I understood what they were doing actually nothing really bothered me about it now that I think about it it's kind of boring it's well, kind of a slow movie it, it was slow but I I enjoyed that type of pacing yeah cause like I gotta have a lot to eat and snack on if, I, if it's a slow movie I gotta be able to eat like a lot there was if no, I don't have any snow caps I'm fucked yeah that <laughs> <laughs> yeah the thing with the, the difference between Hereditary and Witch was Witch there was nothing that made me go what the fuck is happening or holy oh, yeah. shit. What the Witch did though was really give me context and make me feel like I was in that time with them and I could understand how dangerous it is. I mean, when they decided to leave their church and their community, if you're not part of a community in in 17th century, like you're screwed. You have you're no screwed. way to trade. You have no way to do anything. You have no relations have with no anybody. Relations. You're literally dependent upon your crop. Yeah. And then also the psychological dynamic of a family only living with themselves with no interaction with anyone in the outside oh, world. That drive me nuts. Right? Yeah. They're all in a room by themselves, in a cottage by themselves. They all have to do the work they have to do. And they're all fucking mystified by this fearful God, this God that is a righteous God that you need to believe in and all these things that will just... At night, if you don't pray, they all believed they were going to hell. Yeah. They all believed that sin was real. They thought witches were real. They thought it was insane. Man, if you're around your family too long, that would be terrible. That's why that kid gets that weird boner for his sister. Yeah. That's all all weird. Yeah, he starts coming on to him. (laughs) It's real weird. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And and then the other thing, too, is like they they don't have, um, uh, like, there is a relation to what's happening now in our society in that movie. Because as soon as somebody, the little two twins was like, you're a witch, you're a witch, you're a witch, and just repeated it over and over, uh, yeah, the family true. started to believe it as if it were yeah. true. Should be a hard time. That's a Trump. That's a Trump. <laughs> she trumped him. <laughs> How many people died of, of witch burnings? It was so many. No, yeah, I looked it up. That's crazy. I looked it up. There was a lot. There was, And then they actually, they actually went back and tried to figure out what happened, and they do say there was something in the wheat that potentially caused people oh, to trip out. Oh, they were all tripping balls. Yeah. Or it caused some sort Ergot. of an effect. Yeah, it caused like an effect where... But it's so easily... Like, that's the thing that trips me out is like, especially seeing what's going on with left and right-wing politics and people taking up their stance and Trump basically... He, he literally can get out of anything. He can grab her by the, grab her by the pussy and get out of it because yeah. he just... He does not admit defeat, and he goes all in with what he believes, and that's all it is. It's the so same crazy. way as back then. When you have a room full of people, there's no the court of law. You're even today. You're powerless in the court of law. The jury. It's like you got a fucking. There's a game going on that people have to be convinced, and you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and so and, and just imagine that, dude. Like I, I sometimes I get tripped up when I think about what it would be like to be in the gulag or to be like in the middle ages and if somebody was like oh you said something bad about the king he said something bad about the king <laughs> and before you can even leave and know that there's some fuck shit about to happen to you they put you in a jail cell underneath in, in the dungeon and there's uh, no lawyers no. there's no due process uh-uh. you're just in a jail cell in a dungeon that's true you're just hoping that you're on a boat and it crashes and you get to uh, wake up on Morrowind <laughs> <laughs> 
what I do with my Coke? Oh, wow. It's right there. I'll have a Coke. I'll have a Coke. Yeah, so that, that was a really good one. And then Hereditary is different because the build-up was slow, but the payoff is crazy good. That, to me, that was the best, the best ending in a movie. Like, where it was like, they had all this stuff going on, you're wondering what's going to happen, you're wondering where all the pieces are going to fit in. Yeah. And you're thinking, they're e I was thinking while I was watching, I was like, they're either going to screw this up and it's not going to be rewarding, or they're going to make it make too much sense. Yeah. You know, they hit that, he hit that middle spot where it was like so much fuckery and more questions. It was, it was a trip, man. Watching that happen, especially the part where the body's floating headless into the treehouse. Dude, it just floats just like, right along and then glides so up. creepy, dude. It's the creepiest it's shit ever. Chills thinking about it. Yeah, and then it's just like, and then all of a sudden, like, that girl's head's on the statue of Jesus with the, the thorns, and then you got the two headless bodies next to it. One second they're sitting up, the next second they're bending over, like, praising the... That's just fucking weird. That man. was... Yeah, it and was And that eerie soundtrack, and it was like, he's like a demon walking on earth right now he's inside of a human body it's fucked it was just all fucked up and you know it's so crazy yeah that's and yeah. if you watch the movie again you can you can notice different things like there's six of things a lot and throughout the movie but that's what you just described if you're watching the movie as a layman or if you're watching it like everything you just described i had to come up with in my head watching it because they don't tell you like there's just little pieces you have to you have to put it together you have oh, to use yeah. your imagination to put it together or you have to google it later or google it later <laughs> yeah because yeah, it's like it's remember she she goes to that lady's apartment you know <laughs> yeah and you're like what's happening here and then you realize she's in the coven oh yeah in like you coven, knew something yeah. was up but you weren't for sure yeah yeah as you see the photo and then, and then all the shit that's inside the apartment and you're like oh shit she was involved the whole time and then you're wondering why and then yeah. what's going to happen and what the whole point of this is pretty good really? and the same guy who did Midsummer did Hereditary so yeah that's what I want to see yeah I'm excited to see what he's got yeah me too going on alright so that's another one we can do Midsummer. yeah hmm. this is the planning episode yeah this is the this is the first one yeah um, you know what I watched the other day that was what? awesome? YouTube video of 1974 George Foreman versus Muhammad Ali. How did, who won? Muhammad? Muhammad won, but this is what tripped me out about it because I never knew any of this. You know, I I was listening to Jordan Peterson talk to Joe Rogan, and Jordan Peterson was talking about you know morality, ethics, character. You know how to actually what what success is, and his inspiration. He got inspiration. He was watching this video. Uh, of Muhammad Ali George Foreman mm. and he was talking about how at the end of the fight Muhammad Ali um, hits him and he's knocking him out and like George is falling to the mat and there's a moment where Muhammad could hit him again while he's on his way down mm. and he had his fist out and he didn't and he just watched him fall oh shit and that's how he won the match and Peterson was like that was the most one of the most inspirational character things I've ever seen like heroic like just kind of the way to be about your business yeah and uh, so when he mentioned it I went and watched the video he was talking about and it was so good dude because they didn't do any narration they didn't describe they let the interviews of George Foreman and Muhammad Ali talking to cameras leading up to the fight tell right. the story up to the fight and then they showed the fight exactly how it went straight through oh shit and I didn't realize how fucking awesome. Muhammad Ali was. Muhammad, he's got convictions. He didn't. He remember he refused to go into the Vietnam War, even though he was drafted. Dude, he 
1964, he beat Sonny Liston for the heavyweight championship. Uh-huh. He defended his title nine times. Then he got drafted into the Vietnam War. He refused to go. Boxing stripped him of his license. He was out of the game for nine years before he ended up fighting George oh, Foreman. Shit. He was 33. I didn't know that. In that fight for the heavyweight title, the Thriller in Manila, 1974. Thriller in Manila. Yeah. yeah. So if you think about that, here it relates to today too. Tiger Woods. You know, he got outed by his whole sexual scandal and everything. He was at the top of the game. It's been 10 years since he's won anything. No, didn't he, win, didn't he win? Um, he just did. Yeah, he just did. That's right. Yeah. That's why it was so huge is because, like, you know. I'm glad he won, man. That yeah. lady, that lady. Uh, oh. You can have an opinion. You have an opinion on this? <laughs> Let's hear the opinion, dude. I mean, Let's hear it. Players were going to be players. You know? <laughs> uh, I just feel like Tiger Woods, like, uh, yeah, sure, he's fucked up, but. Is it our business? That's not our business. That's yeah. what I mean. But this lady went out and made it everyone's business, I feel like. It wasn't her fault, I guess. The paparazzi caught on, and then from there, it was, he had a lot of those sponsorship deals. But that's what's messed up about Can it. Can you blame him? I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. Yeah, like, don't it's know. his personal life. Like, <laughs> what? How, like, that's the thing. Is like, you, If you make a mistake in today's climate... It's, oh, like, it's over for you. It's like, we're all, yeah, there was like all these... like. Is this, you know, Tiger Woods? How can we endorse him if he's doing that? It's like, he, he, he lied to us. He lied to us. Me, big media and uh, branding is the one that decided what Tiger Woods was for you, you know? Yeah, that's true. You don't know who he is. You don't is. know who he is. Yeah. No one does, unless you actually do. But I don't know anybody who knows Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I know that uh, Chris Solo's mom knew James Gandolfini. Oh, yeah, There's that's a right. a picture of them when they were together. Man, that's cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Look at these little Cokes, dude. They're like... Uh, yeah, I know. I don't like to drink a full one. I guess we give me a either. Okay. These are the perfect size. They are. I, I feel like we're Andre the Giant, though. Like, this is like what his hand is doing normal Coke. <laughs> Anybody want to be? <laughs> <laughs> you, know what's, you know what? As I get older, you know what I appreciate more and more? What? Pro wrestling. Yeah, I, I can't say the same. Yours, yours is the opposite? The opposite, because I watched it when I was younger, and I got, a, I got a friend, you know him, and he's still really into wrestling, like super into it, like watches it every week. Yeah, yeah. And, is it, um, my, my friend is uh, Steven Jensen. My friend's Evan. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so like he'll t- try to talk to me about it. As a matter of fact, one like what's actually happening yeah, he watches between it the live. characters yeah. now? And I'm just like, I'm not watching Evan watches it still? He, he does. He's into it. And you know who else is in there is Darren. Oh yeah, Darren. So, so so Darren used to te- used to text me like every week, being like, "Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that?" And I was with the world with the pro wrestling. Yeah, he watches it, and I and I would be too embarrassed to tell him. Not embarrassed, but I'd be too shy to tell him, "Hey, man, I don't watch it anymore." So what I would do is I would text his question to Evan, and then Evan would answer it. <laughs> and I, I would copy and paste it. To Darren. <laughs> That's a little. So, so technically. They're talking about it. I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> but no, I finally told Darren. I was like, yeah, I've been watching lately, and I've been. And then I told him, hey, I've been. I've been texting Darren your answers for the past month or whatever. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, why don't you just tell him you don't watch? And I was like, you're right. So what do you what do you think it is? Why do you think they're still into it? Um, because I mean, it's it's just a bunch of beefcakes pretending. To be yeah, like, I don't know. Because when I watched it, like here's an example. The, the time period I watched it, there was a storyline during Halloween where there was this big black dude named Mark Henry. He was like the world's strongest man, and he and there was another wrestler. She was a female wrestler. She was like 80 years old, and her, her name was the Fabulous Moolah. 
<laughs> or was it Mae Young? I can't remember. It was one of them no, old I didn't remember that name. They were like old as fuck for the time. It was like 95, 96, maybe 99. I can't remember. But they were real old, like 82 or whatever. So anyway, Mark Henry uh, gets one of them old bitches pregnant in the storyline. The older women? Like yeah. the 80-year-old? Yeah. And the whole story, it's going for like eight months. Like this lady's pregnant. There's all these different storylines about like, you know, Mark Henry's baby, da da da. And finally, on Halloween night, when the, when the storyline culminates, May or Fabulous Moolah gives birth to a human hand, <laughs> like the Adams family. And I just remember being, <laughs> I just remember being like, that was the best. That's what I watched it. <laughs> she gives birth to a human. It was hand. an eight-month payoff, where it was a human hand that came out during Halloween, and that was their baby, and it was running around. And How did they graphic that? How did I they... don't, I don't remember. It's on YouTube. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So so now it's like the, the feuds are like this, like Ronda Rousey, like uh tombstone somebody and now they're in a feud because they were friends or something. I don't know. It's dude never from, anything wacky anymore. Dude from Ready to Rumble's in it now, too. David Arquette? Yeah, David. I heard that. Like, he's serious about it. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's actually pretty good. Matter of yeah. fact, Evan sent me a link of him uh, wrestling and I was like, okay, I'll watch this. He's, this is another he's older, but he's good. Great movie, Ready to Rumble, which is classic. Jimmy King. Jimmy the King. Jimmy the King. me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always wonder about that because, like, I Sal Van Dien. Want to wrestle? Want to wrestle? Sal Van dude. Yeah. Sal Van That was one of the movies I rented from Blockbuster. Like, I wore that tape out, dude. I, you know what tape I wore out from Blockbuster it was Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah, I really liked that movie for some reason. Dude, <laughs> the Pest. That's the, the Pest one. is. I still. I made Alicia watch. Alicia watched the Pest. Recently? Not recently, about last year. She oh, yeah. laughed a couple times. How Mostly she was annoyed. How to hold up? For me, it held up great. I love that. <laughs> Except for the beginning is like, the beginning is a little uh, edgy. I, the only part I like is the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the past my stuff. Yeah. But there's a good, couple good jokes in the movie, like uh, that German kid's obsessed with a snake. He's weird. Dude. <laughs> he's weird as hell. <laughs> he's just like, my father left me in this room with a snake. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> for, da- for days. For days. Yeah. <laughs> for days. I was Now I love them. Now I love the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> What's another movie that I used to wear out at Blockbuster? That's how I discovered Gummo. Was, uh, That'd be a hard watch the first time. Not knowing what it was. That was what was so fun about going to Blockbuster. It was like when I, Blockbuster. when I finally got able to see R-rated movies, Yeah, it was like the whole world opened up to me, dude. It was like... <laughs> you know what my first R-rated movie was? Billy Elliot. Oh, really? <laughs> I remember it was a night mom and dad were like, you can watch this R-rated movie. I remember that night. And then we watched it, and he goes, and then you're like, oh, Gladiator's after. And I was like, dude, I can watch Gladiator now, because I just watched Billy Elliot. And they go, no, you can't watch Gladiator. Oh. You can only watch one about a gay ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Damn. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, that was the, I don't even know why that was rated R, because it was the worst. Like There was just, there was, it was dealing with sexual... Oh, right, well, he was molested. Well, not only was he molested, but he was a little faggot boy, I think. I can't remember. Um, but he was actually gay, but but everyone thought, <laughs> that, but everyone thought he was gay. I like how you a little faggot boy. <laughs> a little faggot boy. He was a gay guy. He was a gay guy. It might have been. It might not have, but maybe the point of the movie that is that he wasn't gay. He just liked to dance. There was, no, that was I the thing. I, from what I remember, he was a straight... He was a straight guy who was a faggy boy that loved to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I remember his dad was like a coal miner or something. It was like a boxer. And it was like it was probably the. It's probably where they got the idea for Zoolander from. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, they got the idea from Zoolander from a book called Glamorama by Damn. Brett Easton Ellis. Really? Mm-hmm. He sued and won an out of settlement uh, court. Out of settlement. Easton did. Yeah, out, out of court settlement. He won like a bunch of money because Zoolander was so close to Glamorama and its plot details. Wow. Yeah, look it up. It's pretty crazy. Really? Yeah. Is, the whole is there about any it. comedy in Glamorama? Slightly. It's is like, it about it's, a it's like Marvel? Cycle. Yeah. Is it's it about a... the, the Prime Minister of Malaysia trying to control us? <laughs> no, that, that, that's Zoolander. It's about a male model who's in the modeling scene who gets into all these high exclusive things and the CIA brainwashes them to become an assassin. Oh. Yeah. Good book. Didn't do as well as those others, but it was still a good book. You read it? Yeah. Long time ago. So it was about a C- it was about a say that again? It was about a male model who was a very popular one who can get all into all the exclusive things in New York, all the like the high the high yeah, the high end places where you see someone like Trump. Anybody who's anybody's there. Yeah, and then like the CIA or some entity uh, brainwashes them to become an assassin. Wow, that's it's, the plot for Zoolander. It is the plot for Zoolander. <laughs> so that's why that book came before Zoolander, and so he's sued and won out of court. Wow, undisclosed settlement. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of money. And Brady Sinellis is the guy that wrote American Psycho. Lunar Park. Lunar Park. Mm. Um, um, less Than Zero. Less Than Zero. Yeah. 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 You know what's cool about the Joe Rogan podcast is while they're doing this, they have like a monitor up where they can Google everything and they can like play clips and stuff. You got a computer? I got a computer right here. It's like an expensive computer. It's an EverQuest machine now. Really? It's like a really expensive computer with a dope ass graphic card, but all I do is play 1999 EverQuest on it. You haven't gotten anything else on it? I mean, I got Skyrim, but I play that on my Xbox. Yeah. Because I just like to sit on the couch. It's comfortable to play on the couch. It is, man. Plus, when I'm sitting on the computer for too long, and like, uh, and I'm playing, and I've been gaming. My eyes start to hurt real bad, and then I feel like, I feel all sweaty, and I feel just feel like a golem. <laughs> I feel like I'm a cave person or something, like, because I'm in here for hours sometimes. Yeah. Not lately, because the kid and everything and the job, but like when I when I can't, if I could be in here all day every day, pay me, boy. Pay me, boy. <laughs> I, I'll be in here all day every day doing this shit. Just gaming. Just gaming it up, man. Wouldn't, That's all I could all do. All EverQuest. Escaping reality all day. All EverQuest? <laughs> no, maybe. Depends on the day. I get tired of EverQuest sometimes. That's a really cool painting, that portrait. Thanks, man. I got it at the uh, Dr. Nose comic book shop. What is it? It it's looks a wizard summoning a demon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. It's dude. elaborate. Yeah, on it's the other side, it's a double. Movie. On the other side, uh, it's a picture of a bunch of troglodytes running at the camera. Really? Yeah. I want to see the other. Right, is it taped? It's taped, so I can, I can put it back. You can put it back. Yeah. Yeah, no this thing looks room. awesome. It looks like the it looks like this guy in a black robe with a long wizard cap behind his head. He's a wizard with a goatee, a nice goatee. A goatee. They're in a cave with magma. So you see the the summoning book. There's a summoning book, and then there's this demon coming out of fire right in front of him. It looks like a what's the what's the Mickey Mouse Sorcerer's Apprentice thing? Oh yeah, the um. It looks like Sorcerer's Apprentice, but hardcore. Oh shit! Look at that. Isn't that weird? That's awesome. I like the other one better. Yeah, the other one's better. Yeah. But that's cool. That's four four go- uh, goblins or ogres. I call them troglodytes. They look like troglodytes. Yeah, they're trogs. For sure. That's cool. Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of different stuff. And um, then Grandpa's gun and badge. Is that what that is? That's what that is. Tools of the trade. That's something else. How to improve your bowling. 
How to Improve Your Bowling? Is that a fake book? By Hugh R. High. And when you open the book, it's just a flask with two shot glasses. Grandpa gave me that, too. Oh, that's awesome. I got awesome. that from him, yeah. How to Improve Your Bowling. By Hugh R. High. Hugh R. High. You know, I wonder why he had this. Why wouldn't you have it? I don't know. I've used these glasses before. They yeah. work well. Neil Gaiman? What Neil Gaiman book is that? This is a book Emily got me. It's the Norse North mythology. Oh, you got a reptar. What is that reptar thing? Reptar. Reptar. Oh, mom got this for me. It's reptar cereal. Did you read this book, Norse mythology? I've, I've skimmed through it. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet. I've tried to read Neil Gaiman stuff. I just can't get into it. Um, I, I like more of the classical um, mythology, like Greek, basically. I like Greek mythology. Really. Yeah, it's me too. Classical, he he, like reinvents it. It's I, I understand. Like I guess he's a writer's writer. I think. What did what did we have Neil Gaiman write again? What Sandman, is which is like a comic graphic novel. He wrote um, uh, American Gods, which is that show on Showtime now. I don't know I tried to read American Gods. I've heard his name a thousand he wrote a, times. He wrote a Did book. he write Dune? No, he didn't write Dune. He wrote a book called like Starshine or something. They made a movie out of it, and I tried to watch the movie, and they just... So suffice to say, we're not Neil Gaiman fans. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not a... I respect him. Maybe I respect I like R.A. Salvatore. R.A. Salvatore is good. I like Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Yeah, oh yeah, Dragonlance. Yeah. I never could get past the third book. Which one? Autumn, uh, winter... It must be, it doesn't go summer... Does summer solstice, summer? the dragons of summer solstice. No. <laughs> no, how does it go? It goes, it goes. Never, no. The it goes. Dragons ones? of autumn twilight's the first one. Okay. And then dragons of a winter solstice. Is <laughs> the second one? Is the second. It goes. It goes. It goes by the seasons: autumn, winter, and then spring. Summer? Spring. The I dragons of a dawn, spring. spring, or something. It's Green Book. I remember that. Yeah, I couldn't get past that. There's a that Green one. Dragon. You had them all. You had like I did. And then the fourth one was the summer one, but that was like it was a trilogy, and they didn't come out with a fourth one until like ten years after or something. Oh, really? And it was like actually jumped in the time period too. So it was like the fourth book, which was the summer book, was like all of the main characters' kids. Oh yeah, I remember that. Actually. Yeah, I remember them doing that. It was hard to get into. Yeah, because they didn't. The only person they had that bridged between. Them was Tasselhoff, the the Kinder. The, the is basically halfling. Well, he was like, yeah, he, yeah. Like, there's not halflings in that series. There wasn't thing. halflings, but he was like a he was really like a an elf though, like a um, he was like a halfling elf. I would say the Kinder, how I describe Kinder. Okay. Huh. Yeah, think of that one kid in your middle school who always, like, no matter what at the bell, just ran to the next class. Because <laughs> as fast as he could. That's what a kinder is. <laughs> ran like this with his arms out, like an anime character. <laughs> like he was about to go Super like, Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, fucking weird. There's a lot of kids like that. Uh-huh. I think everybody, every person has a kid in, at least once in their life who's like that. Yeah. Like a small level of autism. Who's just... My favorite kid with autism was uh, Jamie in my fifth grade class. He knew... He didn't really. T- he couldn't really. Com- he communicated with video game uh, dialogue. Uh-huh. So all he would say would be like, "Slippy, no." <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "Andros, we have to make it to the core." No, like, that's all he would say. Dude, that kid sounds awesome. He was the best, dude. <laughs> and he would also repeat lines from Zumbinis, like you were talking really? about. He'd be like, "Zumbini." <laughs> <laughs> he was the best. I remember Quentin. Quentin. Quentin had autism, but his, be- his best friend's name was Sam B, because we had two Sams in our class. There were Sam and Sam B, uh-huh. and um, he would just follow Sam around, and every time Sam did, would tell him to do something, he'd go, but Sam! But, but 
Steyer, I gotta go do this at Steyer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait, wait. Every time Quentin would tell him to do something. Every time Sam would tell Quentin to do something, like, hey, leave me alone, man. He'd be like, but Sam, but Sam. <laughs> it's really funny. I feel kind of bad, but. No, this is all good chess, dude. Emily's, I love Emily's friend uh, from middle school. Oh, Nick Norris. <laughs> Shouts out Nick Norris, dude. Nick Norris. This is the best line that Nick ever did. He, I guess he would walk up to the really pretty girls, and he would get real close to them, and he would, <laughs> he would whisper, and he'd go, if I hugged you, would you scream and melt? <laughs> that was his line. Wow, dude. That's, that might work one day. <sighs> Somebody melted. Stranger things have happened. Maybe it's a very sweet thing to say. <laughs> yeah, if I hugged you, would you scream about it? It's weird how some of that stuff just sticks in your mind, you know? It is weird. Because it's so bizarre. And how do, bizarre. How bizarre. Yeah. That's a bizarre song. <laughs> how bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like... Trade trailers in the front. Trade trailers in the back. Cruising <laughs> down the freeway <laughs> in the hot, hot sun. <laughs> Destination on nowhere, but we're pumping for some gas. <laughs> you know that what that movie was written, that song was written about? No. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of, <laughs> I was thinking of that other song uh, that was written. They saw the the band saw an article about <laughs> the elderly couple that got missing in Mexico that had been like killed. And they were just an elderly couple going on vacation, and uh, they found their car abandoned, and they were lost forever. How bizarre. How bizarre. Is that really what it's about? No, I, th- I think I'm mixing them up. It's a different song. I think I just want to take your version and just say that's what it's about. Now. Well, if we had the Google, if we were Joe Roganing this, we could figure this I mean, shit we out. we got to set this up next time better. No, 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 no. I, can, I got it right here. Yeah, okay. No, I can you Googleize it right here, dude. Can you Googleize it? Dude, uh, Rogan has that dude in the room. Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like one time when they were all stoned, and it was so funny because they were all wondering something about something, and then Jamie started wondering about it too. And then Joe Rogan was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> You're the one with the Google, dude. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah. yeah. So you got the Google. <laughs> Use the Google. But yeah, my Google's not working. I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi. You know when you're stoned and you're tripped out and you're like all of a sudden you realize you have access to something that you've totally forgotten about and it's like the most glorious thing ever. It's like, oh yeah, I do have a bottle of water. It's oh, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're so Definitely. happy. You're stoked. What oh, man. How bizarre. Yeah, well, how did that get written? What, what, the, Why is this? What I would do and what I'm going to do is I'm going to Google... Um, song about about couple lost in Mexico. That's what I'm gonna Google. Oh, there it is, dude. It's the way by Fastball. By oh. Fastball, the way. I can't even think of how it goes right yeah, now. I don't know either. I'm always wondering the way. Something. If I was uh, fancy with this with this in the editing process, it would be clicked in right about now, so we could listen to it. I'll show you. I'll play it for you. The Way by Fastball. Remember this? No. They made up their minds. Oh, uh, yeah. And they started talking. This song the Northampton Pool. Yeah, they always played it, dude. Yeah, they did. There's always songs that, 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 I, that bring memories back like that. Anytime the Macarena 
well, actually, the Macarena never comes on anymore. No, it does. I'm glad it doesn't. To be honest, <laughs> with you. that was a curse of our time. Can I vape in here? Yeah. Okay. You can vape whatever you want in here. Yeah, the Macarena was pretty terrible. Oh, man. Where are we at? I think this is a good. Good for a first episode. We're 42 minutes. We got 18 minutes left. 18 minutes left. 18 yeah. minutes left. So, um, well, shit, what could we talk about? Let's talk about a game. Let's talk about, uh, I was watching uh, Metal Gear Solid run through, mm-hmm. the first one on PS1. Did you ever run into that part where uh, the psychonetic guy is like, you have to unplug your controller? You have to put a second controller in the second. How, how, did you figure that part out when you were younger? No, no, I couldn't even get past the second level. How the fuck could, could anyone know to do that? I don't know. How do they expect that? Did you know it reads your memory card and is like, oh, so I see you like Castlevania. Ah, you must like Konami games. That's you see. That's I never Tricky. knew that as a kid because I could never get past. It was too difficult of a game. But learning about it, I had the same question. Like, how did anybody? figure that shit out I don't know but people did and it's before the internet too so like like playing EverQuest here's an example like I wouldn't know where to go or what to do for, for Google like like now that the Google's around I can look up quests and like you know how to farm treasure and all that good stuff but when I was 10 I was just fighting bats and wouldn't be leveling up because they were all green I didn't know what I was doing yeah you don't know where to do where to go uh-uh. you literally have to talk to people and ask them so that's why it's such a trick to play such an old game because like yeah the information's there but at the same time it's, some of it's not there and you really got to figure out exactly what to do and it's, it can be frustrating yeah man I don't know what it's going to be like for Asher dude like I literally, my memory, my brain does not remember streets or how to get places. I've been at Stefan's new house now for almost two months. And you can't remember? At, You're always using GPS? I, I have to GPS to go to the LA Fitness that's literally two corners away. Me like, too. I'm not going to lie. You're the same way? Yeah, I'm the same way. I can never remember exactly where I'm at. And it's a shame because I used to actually be pretty good at it. Yeah, me too. But but now it's like, I, like I, I know this area now. But when I first moved here, it took me like three months to like even figure out everything without GPS. Hmm. Yeah. And I still don't know the street names. I just know oh, it's that that street. I go down it. Because plus I have bad eyesight. I can't really see the signs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like uh that one turtle from Rocco's Modern Life. You know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Melvin or yeah. F- F- Finagle? What's it? Filbert. 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 Yeah, I'm like Filbert, the Jewish turtle. <laughs> the Woody Allen turtle. Oh, guys, yeah. I don't know what I can do with this guy. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I think I think, I think I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there's some sort of like, there has to be some sort of like integration between our, our technology like it's in our phone, right? So it's it's real. Like we are dependent upon it now. Yeah. So it's only going to become more natural. Like I don't think there's going to be much separation between our our waking, like living reality life and the internet life. I think eventually it'll kind of coalesce into one co- cohesive experience. You know what they're doing in China? Huh? They got this thing called social currency where their uh, cameras are all facial recognition and stuff like that. Each citizen is rated based on their social currency. What? Yep. They're communists over there. 
That's we really, that's, that's really, really how the, the institution that they're putting into place over there. Yes. Social currency. Right. So if your social currency is low, you can't apply for a loan. You can't do things like that. You can't, you know, get a credit card even. So it's like the Black Mirror episode. It's kind of like the Black Mirror episode. Yeah. That shit's happening. How do China. you accrue social currency? How do you gain Helping social state? currency? I don't know. Helping the state, following the law. I don't know. So basically, their wages are all. It's basically like uh, an online currency for. I'm wages. not. I'm not educated enough on it to tell you for sure, but I do know uh, it's happening. I do know it's happening. You, are you going to raid Area 51 in, in three months? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. I bet you the only people that are going to show. There's going to be like ten people, and then everyone else is going to be watching on the internet. Bro, like, there's people serious about going. Dude. Yeah, they're retarded. They're nothing. <laughs> don't you think that if Area 51 existed, everything wouldn't be wouldn't be underground? Wouldn't it be somewhere where you can access it anyway? Access it? If they're that advanced and people are actually worried about what they have over there, don't you think they have a way of hiding it better? So to where you can't access it even if you did storm the airfield? Because it's a fucking airfield. That's so, all it is. So here's my, here's my thing on it, right? If we're paying taxes, it's our stuff. <laughs> so, so why is there a classified thing? Why can't the, the people go look at it? Like, it's, they say we will fire shots if you cross this boundary. But if there's 20,000 of us, American people who pay taxes, that want to see this shit, why can't we see it? Ask Trump. I don't know. <laughs> Ask somebody who's in power. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that, like, even if they did have that super secret stuff, there's no way you'd find it. There's no way you'd have access to get inside to wherever it is. Don't you think there's, like, a... Like, have you seen bank vaults, what those look like? Yeah, you just couldn't get you in. You couldn't get in. It would just yeah. be like, it would be a whole waste of time and people, you know, might die. Someone might get shot. Yeah, if they, stuff you don't want, like, you can get that shit in your house if you don't want someone to get into something. That's what I mean. So I just feel like it's a big waste of energy. Why even bother with that? You're a fucking neckbeard nerd. Get out, get out of the area if you want. You're not gonna, go, go to a, go to a, if you want to have some fun, go to one of those stores on the side of the road that sell alien stuff. And you can buy some alien shit. There's, this, there's this really funny uh, Twitter. Oh, that's your phone. I, I was like, there's a baby looking at me. <laughs> it's not Bruce Lee. Bruce uh, there's this there's this photo, dude. And it says, uh, it says, what my, what my mom, <laughs> this is the, this is the, read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> what my mom sees when she comes into my room after a stolen alien from Area 51. <laughs> That's very funny. It's just a, it's still like a middle-aged man looking stone, like he's just waking up with this alien, <laughs> this alien, gray head. alien in the covers uh, next to him, like who? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's to me, you know, you got two choices now with the with the news cycle that we're in. Media itself is like, it's it's all bullshit or it's fun. Yeah. So it's like I choose. I think it's fun. I think. How do you skin avocados with boiling water? Come check us out at two. We'll <laughs> <laughs> show you. Wait, what? I don't. Alicia was telling me the other day how she could skin an avocado with boiling water or something. Or she could skin an avocado by just putting... Was it a peach? I can't remember. You, you put the peach in the boiling... Anyway, it's like a news story that they would do. This is the point of the joke. They did a news story on that? No. But they would. I have no idea where we are. <laughs> edit that out. They would. I don't think I'm going to edit anything. Oh man. That's the thing, too, is I don't think we should. Well, there's going to be a lot of weird pauses. Yeah, but you know how it is once you decide to listen to something. You're in it for the journey anyway. I guess, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. 
I just it's your podcast, buddy. It's it's our podcast. Right, this I, is yeah. our show. That's true. So we can literally do it any way we want. I think it should be edited. You think it should? Yeah. Every other so, podcast is. Not everyone. Some most of them are. Yeah. So I mean. Well, if it's edited, you want to make a sound as good as possible. You want to make a sound as smart as possible and as funny as possible. That way, it'll it'll catch people's interest more. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're just going to see two people talking about uh, how bizarre, and and not being able to figure out for ten minutes what it's about. <laughs> just being frustrated. Just being frustrated. Like, we're not like, dude, it's about this, but it's like, no, it's not even the right song. Yeah, somebody will sit there and do the answer the whole time. Like, exactly. Fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess, well then, but that takes away, like, think about that. Like, That's a lot of work. Well, no, we'll think about what we're talking about right now. Yeah. This whole thing we're talking about wouldn't be in it, because if I edited out that whole part, they, nobody would know what we're even talking about right now. Maybe it should be in it, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't edit Damn it. Damn you! <laughs> edit it, don't edit it. I don't care. I got places to be. <laughs> <laughs> We got a show. We just don't. It'll just be. It'll be. It'll be much better when we see the movie together and then and then do it right after because we'll be stoked about talking about the movie. Because we were all over the place today. Yeah, but think about That's that. Okay. We move. We move quickly once we break down a movie. Like when we're outside at the on break at work, we get through a movie. We break it down. Not if it's a good movie like Hereditary. We really got to think about it. Yeah, but that even that you and I talking for that when we did that was like ten minutes. Wasn't it? I thought it was yeah. longer than that. We were talking about it for a minute. Remember Trey was over? After we watched it? Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about some, something about one of your exes and, and how it related to that. And you'd be like, oh, dude, yeah. I, was, I don't want to get into detail. But like, no, yeah. we didn't get into detail. Oh, okay. Once I watched it, I was like, this is one of those movies where like, I kept thinking of her the whole time. And I was thinking, like, I could never send this to her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ever. That's I would never thing. be able to recommend her to watch this. There's movie. certain movies that are so uncomfortable to watch for certain people. It's like the thing. The thing was the trauma that they caught in that movie was trauma that she lived through. Yeah, very real trauma. Like she had that experience of her mom trying to kill her. That's fucked. Yeah, and so like I was like watching it. I was like, holy shit! Like this is this is what she went through. I guess I'm like. Uh, it's like, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I don't know how I would have been able to handle watching this with her. It was like, for me watching it, I was like, this is intense shit just yeah. on its own. But then I was like, because I know so much about her because she was my girlfriend, you know, I was like, and then I was watching it as she was watching it thinking like, oh my God, like. She'd either love it or she'd hate it. It would like therapize. It would like cause her to it, what it would do. And this is just my assumption. It would cause her to feel things that she was never able to feel because it was so traumatic what she went through. Man, I wouldn't want to be there for that. I mean, there's two things that happen. It's it gets back to the train spotting where we started, dude. It's like yeah. we have two options when shitty, shitty stuff happens to us. It's run away or face it. Yeah. And and what, what what we what we do as human beings, we don't know what we don't know. So, and this is what's going through with my girl right now is like losing somebody grieving process there's no book there's no guide for it if you don't know there's a book or a guide for it if you're not interested or you just you lack the awareness or the knowledge it's like you don't know we don't know how to get through very difficult times and the idea that that uh, that that train spotting presents is like 
you know, he didn't know either. He ran, you know, yeah. and it was no, it was the right thing to do. It's like you just move forward. You do your best to move forward. The idea that you would tell someone that you actually have to look at what happened to you, like really take time and sit and be still and digest the pain of losing someone or experiencing something traumatic is why we have therapy. It's why yeah. we have 12 step groups. It's why we have 12 steps, psychology as a whole, the whole philosophy for it, because it takes, it takes a lot of care. It takes a lot of like willingness and, it, and it's not easy. It's tough. It's always tough. Life's so, tough. Life's hard. Life is fucking hard, dude. And yeah. that's why when I was watching Hereditary and I was watching it with her her eyes, I was like, this is this would be something that would tap tap her into that into those feelings that she that she potentially may not have worked through yet. Dangerous thing. Dangerous, yeah. If you're, if you're around if you're around that person and they get all sensitive and you really don't feel like talking to them, you're real dangerous. Have you ever been around somebody who's really upset and you're just like, fuck, I don't care? <laughs> Wait, when they're upset? Yeah, you're just like, I really wish this wouldn't have happened because I really don't give a shit that you're upset right now, but now i got to pretend they come for you. No? Am I the only one? <laughs> 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 Not a good movie to watch. But, so this is, this is you're going to be interested in this. Um the girl I'm seeing right now, I don't want to name names or anything. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Don't name names. When I go extra personal, yeah. I don't want to name names. Okay. So the girl I'm seeing right now, she basically uh, found her father was a psychiatrist. And she found in his writings, he had a relationship, a pen pal relationship with Charlie Manson. She's got tons Whoa, of... Oh, dude, cool. Tons of handwritten letters back and forth between them. Weird. Yeah, he was a psychiatrist. That's what he did. I wonder why he was talking to Charlie. Hey, baby. <laughs> she, Here I am now. So, and that's what she was asking. She was asking me what I think. She's, she was like, her and her sister were talking about it. They found him, and they their thought it was worth as much as the house. And I was like, hold on. No, no it's, not, it's not worth that much. Mm-mm. But I'm going to need to read through them to figure out if it's... The only thing I could see something like that being worth is if it was turned into a story of itself. I don't know. Some people are real kooky with that shit, man. They'll, they'll spend it just because it's Charlie Manson. I think friend. it's fucking dope. I can't yeah, wait to read crazy. it. Oh, I, that, I'm always, I'm always super curious in, about serial killers, about cults. You are, dude. Yeah. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, all that stuff. Everything that's like you that. Know, all Charlie Manson wanted to do is ride dune buggies in the desert and have orgies with acid and stuff. Yeah. It got out of control. It couldn't, it couldn't handle what was going on with that Tex guy. Thanks, Watson. He fucking killed everybody. By the way, that's another movie we'll watch and do an episode for is the... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. We'll go watch We should that. do Once Upon a Time in America, too, eventually. Four-hour epic? Four-hour. Dude, it's so good, I'm telling you. You got to be in the right mood for it, though. A lot of flute. A lot of flute in that movie, if you like soundtracks. I like the flute from uh, the boy, the wolf. The oh, yeah, uh, Peter. Peter. Peter the wolf. And also like the flute from Mask Off. Mask on, mask off. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Just another another period of silence as we pull up the fucking song, dude. <laughs> it's but that is frustrating though if you're listening to someone and they can't come up with the song and you're like, you wanna at least hear it. It's like there's a once you finally hear it, like Someone's listening right now going, fuck it, mask on, man, mask off. They know the song, dude, and, like, we're not going to play it. Like, I don't know We the can't song. figure it. You know the song. Oh, that is. 
You don't know this song? Uh -huh. Listen to the flute, dude. It's it's legit. Oh, I do, I do know this song. Yeah. <laughs> what's cool about the theme in Once Upon a Time in America is that um, Cockeye, as a boy, plays the flute theme as they're running around the city and stuff, and then they use it throughout the entire movie. And it's kind of like him thinking about the memory of his friend. I'll play it. <laughs> you lost because I was looking up a funny video to show oh, you, dude. Okay. Load yours up, and then I'm going to show you this, and then show me that, dude. Because right. there's this really funny video of this dude. Uh, he's basically just stoned, covering. He's singing "Mask On, Mask Off," and it's just it's ridiculous. Wait, let me go. Let me you show you this first? before you. Is it loaded up? Yeah. All right, here you go. This is. We only got a couple minutes left till the hours up. How, how many minutes? We're at fifty-eight forty-seven. Oh wow! Okay, we'll wrap it up. All right, but here's the here's the ma mask off comedy bit, and then All you're right. gonna show me. You're gonna have to re-describe what you're gonna okay. show. Okay. All right. So this is the kid. Uh, I guess it's just a cover of him doing. <laughs> he thinks he's him already. Insane. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they're on, dude? Xanax or something? They were I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. Alright, what do you got? What do, so, uh, what are you showing me? The theme for Once Upon a Time in America is the flute. And um, it's cool because throughout the whole movie, his friend is named Cockeye, and he plays the flute while they're bumming around the city, you know, as kids walking around. And it plays throughout the whole movie as kind of like a memory theme. Wait, wait, so hold on, pause it, pause it. So he plays this this melody as a kid. As a kid, yeah, his friend does. And it becomes... And it becomes the theme of the movie when he's thinking about nostalgic shit, like memories and stuff. Oh, wow. And so it's pretty, really touching. So what am I doing here? You just I'll play the first 30 seconds of it. Oh, of the theme? Yeah, this is it. Which is interesting because the the music that we hear triggers memories like that. Like yeah. that's how it works. And that's the point, I think. So he's actually playing this as a kid? Yeah, he's playing little bits of it. He doesn't play the whole the whole thing because each time he plays, he plays a little piece of it and then something happens and he's distracted and then he goes throughout the movie. And he, that's, yeah, that's Cockeye's flute playing. It's, oh, wow. it's sad, man. It's a sad movie. It's really good, though. It's an epic. Wow. Sergio Leone. Yeah. Yeah, Once yeah. Upon a Time in America, yeah. Once Upon a Time in the West, Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. Um, also, uh, that Clint Eastwood one. Fistful of Dollars. No, but he also did Good, Bad, good, and, the bad ugly. and the Ugly. Yeah, there's, there's three of them. There's Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Fistful of Dollars, and for a few dollars more. Three dollars an hour. So we started with movies, we ended with movies. Started with movies, ended with movies. We will do a really good episode next weekend when we watch Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. It's about the Swedes. 
I don't hold on. By the way, I don't know anything about the movie. All I know is that it's because of the commercial. Is it about the sweets? Be there. Yeah, that's, be there. <laughs> so next, that. so next episode will be Midsummer. What did I? What did we just say? Starts with movies, ends with movies. Is there yeah. some sort of a title we can get out of that? I would just say. Um, what is the, the name title of the show? Of the no, no, the name, the name of the, of the show? show. Yeah. Pending. 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 We don't know yet. Mountain Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dudes. <laughs> All right. All right, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Change, things will go your way, your whole